Hey, 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 it's MMA and Beyond. Thank you, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Thank you for all of your support. Thank you to Onnit. Hey, I got my stuff today, Ray Longo. I posted a video about it. I'm feeling good in my Superman shirt, taking a couple Isn't of supplements. Fun opening up that box and getting a lot of goodies. Body. How's that feel? And I, listen, I talked to them, and this is, this is how I deal in this MMA world. I name drop Ray Longo within the first four seconds of any conversation I'm in. <laughs> and in this, with on it, because nobody knows who I am in any way. But Ray Longo got some free t shirts, wow. <laughs> some products. I name drop Ray in the, in the mail, buddy. So thanks for Beautiful. that. Thanks for putting a lifetime of work into this field. <laughs> Gets uh, us some free shit. Hey, listen, I'm just glad that somebody could use it. <laughs> somebody. Trust me. That's, a, that's a, it's my pleasure. Trust buddy, me. Buddy, I love it. So, on it. Thank you so much. They're the health and fitness juggernaut. Everybody uses on it. And uh, let me tell you natural products, good stuff. And best yet, we get a 10% discount. If you're already using on it, if you're using your products, give on it a shot. And uh, when you do so, get a discount on us, 10%. Use promo code MMA Beyond. That's promo code MMA Beyond. I got some of the creatine and something called Total, total Strength Performance. Um, I'm going to give it a whirl, man. I'm just the first time I'm trying supplements. I talked to the guy forever, probably too much. I probably bored him like I do most people. Uh, I think they're and, used to hearing that and they <laughs> love talking about it. That's what I love about the company. I, I like the fact that, you know, Joe's involved, Joe Rogan, and I think he's just a good dude. He's a loyal guy, and I think he, you know, if you listen to him interview people, if he senses any bullshit, he's right in there. So I don't think he would want to be associated with anything that – he doesn't really that's feel sketchy at all. Yeah, they do not. double blind studies. I, yeah. you, you read into them, it sounds amazing. Now I just got to put it to work, like everything else, man. Yeah, exactly. I got to put it to work. So I'll keep you all they posted. You can only do so much, Steve. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> you got to do the rest. It's a supplement, not a magic wand. Yeah, so I, a, I got to do <laughs> what like I got to do. I tell some of the people, I can't do the push ups for you. You <laughs> got to get right. down there and just grind them out. <laughs> that's right, man. So check out MMA uh, on it.com slash MMA Beyond. Or if you're already on on it, Check out promo code MMA Beyond. And for those of you who follow our Instagram and follow our website, we'll be posting some of the on it stuff on there. They have a lot of articles, so many uh, good inf informative articles. We'll be posting those on our sites also. So thanks to on it. We really, really appreciate it. Ray, we got a bunch of stuff going on, man. A bunch of stuff going on. We got you're heading to Dallas. Got Aljo getting ready. How's he looking? How's he feeling? How are you feeling? Man, I tell you, I'm, I'm, I have to do my work just so I could survive the weekend, uh, next couple of weekends. But uh, Aljo's looking good, man, really good. He had a great workout tonight. Got his wrestling in. I took the other guys to the hills. Uh, I, love, I love those guys running the hills as, as a team, man. It just, I think it really fortifies a great bond between everybody and you know, I, I, I like to see guys do stuff they don't want to do. Nobody wants to do those right. hills. Except Marab. He might be the only guy that wants to do the hills. He I likes just, pain. He just can't even Bring burn it. him out, you know. so uh, Is this the biggest group you've had doing the hills? Because, uh, yeah, a bunch of guys there. We've had, guys we've and had, gals. Yeah, we've had some big big groups. We had, we had a Tonight was, I want to say tonight we probably had 10 people, and it might have been small because we were missing wow. a couple of people. Yeah, but... Uh, the guys did great, and again, the camaraderie and just everything that goes along with that is just to me means the world. And 
these guys are all pulling for each other. Like, you know, we don't have the biggest team, but I do believe we have the tightest team, you know, and these guys, like, again, watching the interaction of these guys and everybody rooting for the other guy, it's just, it's good. And I think it, uh, you know, win, lose, or draw, I think everybody's emotionally invested in everybody's performance and, it, it's it's i think it makes everybody feel better it really is a team environment i was listening to um i was listening to uh uh joe rogan actually before i get to that how's matt sarah feeling i was listening to his ufc unfiltered and he was talking about uh it wasn't feeling so well went to the doctor got got a got a finger in his tush Man. Got a, uh, uh, Might he, have had a few. It was, it was, <laughs> he wasn't uh, feeling so well. Nice. I know you're sh- close, so please uh, let him know that we're thinking about him. Hoping he's feeling strong. He was funny as hell with Phoenix Carnavale. I tell you that. Yeah, you love that Phoenix. Ah, I love when she's on. Yeah. I think that she brings out Jim. I love Jim. I've been listening to Jim since she was since he was on Opie and Anthony. Um, uh, but Phoenix, I think I think Matt steps in more when she's when she's on, and he's just ridiculous is the best way to say oh, wow. it but just so funny because he goes he had everlast on also so yeah phoenix carnival everlast who's talking about a new album and kind of phoenix and everlast are, you, you can almost feel them enjoying the fact that mac hits 20 topics in one minute right like, and he just goes off and they, off they and embrace <laughs> the insanity so him telling saying. his story about how he wasn't feeling well and how his stomach was bothering him that story took forever but the process of him telling the story was hilarious. But in that, I I, I didn't want uh, to be lost. That that we're thinking about him. Hopefully, nah, he's we're, feeling we're, better. We're and thinking about him. He's doing great. Yeah. I just got off the phone with him. Awesome. But, you know, first thing is Steve. He has to stop using his throat as a trash compactor. I mean, that's the first thing. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, if he could just we're gonna have to make this some dietary you know changes. Friends. Oh no no. Let me tell you something. <laughs> I went to see him in the hospital. He got out. He was nonstop. I go. I think I like you better when you were in the hospital. <laughs> but. Uh, He's feeling great. He's got a couple of big trips coming up. I'm glad he's making them. Uh, he's a great travel partner. We laugh our asses oh, off. There's never imagine. a dull moment with him. Um, I'm sure we'll have some really funny stories. Oh, I don't I'm, doubt that at all. A whole, a whole TV show by the time yeah, you get back, I'm so, sure. But God bless him. He's doing good. You know, awesome. Wasn't, it was, you know, whatever. So going back to podcasts I was listening to, I was also listening to Rogan's podcast, and Cowboy was on. He was talking about some dysfunction that he felt that the Jackson Wink uh, team and, 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 and how they were within the team itself, it seemed a little weird and, and the dynamic was off. And I'm bringing this up only because that's one of the biggest teams, uh, has a lot of, uh, of, of champions, former champions on that team. And at the same time, what he was describing as I was listening to Cowboy describe, of course, one side of it, right. I thought how fortunate uh, we are to have a team as tightly knit as we have here. Yeah, look, I mean, honestly, I mean, I I think me and Matt really chose to keep it small because we we love the guys that are fighting, like literally love them. I mean, and, and the bigger you get, the more of a chance of you – I mean, just think about that. It's – I mean, Jack, they really opened up to a lot of people. So then you got – he's getting more attention than me, and why is he here? And then this is a problem, you know, and I, you look, Cerrone's been around from the beginning – and now you have another guy coming in, and I'm sure Mike Perry's a good guy, but I think that was one of the guys sure. he had a problem with. And then there's got to be some sense of loyalty. I hope it's not, well, Cerrone's at the back, you know, he's on the back nine, and this guy might be coming up. And 
it, I think it, the way Cerrone described it was wasn't that as much as um, Cerrone was always giving his money to Jackson. And so when Mike Perry came in the gym and, and, and challenged Cerrone, Cerrone said, hey, listen, you know, I've been here for a while. Do you mind just telling Mike to train at a different gym just for this fight? You're yeah. welcome here. You're a good dude. I like you. But it's just kind of weird. We, you know, it's, it's a very intimate thing. Uh, understandable. Yeah. So 100%. he said, can you do it the other way? But Winkle John uh, said, no, well, I get money from Perry. I don't get money from you. Yeah, it's not good. And and so, so it was basically that, and he felt like uh, Jackson didn't defend him, and so he 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 felt it was it was just uh, you know loyalty to the dollar over loyalty to someone who's been at your gym uh, for that for that long. So which, he, is, which is never good. I'll tell you a funny story about that. So when Matt first fought GSP, we had the same problem. GSP was now training in the city. Sure. Uh, and that's the first thing that had to go. That can't be. And, and they did do the right thing. They, you know, and it's, I think it's understandable. Uh, you know, Matt obviously is the first American black belt on the Henzo, and I think that's not too much to ask. Listen, right. you know, we're, we're fighting each other. I think let's just separate. I don't even think it was going to be forever just for this fight. You know, he can't be coming here, and why would you want him here? You know, like, again, I right. think that's, and you know, and I'm sure George is, you know, you know, was already a champion, and he's very generous with people, and it's just it, money should never enter it. Although obviously it does, but uh, it, it's hard to be. It's hard to do the right thing. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and you don't want you don't want money to to kind of you know throw a mist over anything or complicate it. But I guess well, well, you know. if if I'm I, I don't consider myself a fanatic, so if right. I'm aware of this. Right. And I'm having a conversation about this. I can imagine people who are deeper into the MMA com community. This is what they're talking about. They're talking about dysfunction within that gym. Yeah, and, that, and they're that, talking about loyalty. And you don't want that. And you don't want that at all. And I got to tell you, look, as a coach and as, you know, a guy running the team, look, it, it stinks. If you have three guys fighting and two guys win and one guy loses on the same night, say, you know, it's hard now. What do you do? You you want to go crazy for everybody, but now you got a guy that lost. So it it be it. Re there's a lot of issues in there. Sure. And people, you know, get bent sideways on certain things, but uh, you know. Uh, Have you ever had fighters in the gym who wanted to fight each other, or or that situation where one calls out another and? No, nah, that would never happen. No, right? Yeah. No. I didn't. I you know, think and that's that why was. you have to keep it kind of small because then you run into these problems that you. Who needs that? For what reason? You know, so the other only other dynamic that could happen in is in like a PFL kind of tournament style that they end up fighting each other or something. If you had two fighters in a tournament and they would end up fighting each other. Yeah, maybe I that, mean, for maybe us, that it's going to be, be different because we don't really have like three guys in the same weight class. Right. Um, hmm. So I think that's the first thing. And, uh, you know, those situations I know what look on the show. You know, obviously it's an individual sport, but so each team starts out with eight guys. Then by the time you hit the semifinals, it's only numbers. You're going to have to <laughs> fight somebody on your team. And then I'm saying that me and Matt were the first guys that did that. We chose, I just couldn't be in the corner. I like, you know, I like, I, now I grew attached to a couple of people in a month. And look, it's part of the thing, but you guys are on your own or get your other teammates the corner which i think became the standard but i'm almost sure me and matt were the first guys to do that we just didn't want any part of that and 
you know, sometimes the way they cut up those reality shows doesn't necessarily right. show that. You know what I mean? Because there were some funny things that they they made us do a couple of things that we did not want to do. And then, you know, who knows that? You know, and then you kind of look like the bad guy. But, uh, yeah, we would have never – I think it was – yeah, we were going to knock yous out completely and have – uh, I think Tommy Spears fight Danzig, and they were like, no, no, you can't do that. It's got to, we want the two best guys in the finals. And like, no, but we, you told us we, if right. we win, we're, we're supposed like, to, right. we, we we're get the pick to, you know, get the pick, you know, who's fighting who. And uh, yeah, they just, they, they pushed for that thing, and then it ended up Sadaropoulos fighting Tommy Spears because they thought Sadaropoulos would win, and it would be Sadaropoulos and, and Danzig in the finals, right. I think, and that didn't work out. So then we got knocked out completely by <laughs> following them and whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know. When you, when you have a big team in, you have big problems. You know what I mean? Little kids, little problems. Big kids, big problems. Little team, little problems. Big team. Big problems, and that's what they're experiencing now, and it stinks because guys, look, you always, the guys that have been loyal to you really should have precedent over everything. Absolutely. And money. And I, I, that's the way I feel, and, you know, I, I, I feel bad for Cerrone because, you know, he kind of put them on the map too. He was a great fighter out of that gym, and, uh, you know, how many fights does Cerrone have left now? You know, they had a problem with Rashad and John Jones. Right. They had a problem with, you know, uh, George St. Pierre and Diego. You know, I remember, you know, talking to Diego years ago. He was really upset about, you know, they wanted him to drop weight because George was now coming into the camp. You know what I mean? So, I don't know. What a know. crappy feeling, man. It's not good, you know. And I like and I like Winkle John. I like those guys a lot. So, I hope, you know, they have their side of the story. But, you know, you could see loyal, uh, Rogan was loyal to... Uh, Cerrone. Oh, sure. Do, he's a and that's a that's a loyal dude. That's man. a loyal that, that dude. Is, that right guy's there. he's holding his guns too. I believe Joe Rogan is a loyal guy. There's if he likes you, he's not going against you. And he sees it. He would he would call bullshit. Yeah. He, he he's loyal. He's a loyal enough friend to also call bullshit if he sees it on you. Yeah. And he would he would call it. So I'm glad that he had the opportunity to to speak his mind and give someone like me insight to that because. I'm fortunate enough to be at a gym where I don't see, I don't really see anything like that. Um, it's interesting seeing these big gyms that, again, that gyms in particular, where they are plagued by injury, plagued by this stuff. When you, Cowboy kind of lifted the veil a little bit, where you see, uh, you know, how the sparring is done, and yeah, right, not, right, just, right. not just the loyalty stuff, but just overall what what could be described and, and what Cowboy absolutely described as mismanagement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I'm it, gonna. I have to go back and listen to that. But it was interesting. From I somebody, almost don't wanna. No, I really, from an I, outsider, I even, you'd you'd be yeah. you'd have a lot deeper because, of insight you know, to it. From listen, an outsider, we, I, I was thinking, wow, they do what? Yeah. I don't. I couldn't even imagine yeah. our gym behaving Look, to, that way. To say we don't have any problems is bullshit. Of but course, we have little problems. People. But I am. T what I'm saying is, I'm very conscious of who I'm working with and who thinks they're getting more time, and I try to really balance it out as much as possible uh and i'm gonna stay loyal to the guy you know i'm gonna have a priority you know what sure. i mean like the guys that have been there they have to get the priority and the new guys coming in you know we'll we'll do what we can but i think everybody understands that at least it gives you some point of reference that you can go back to and 
and uh, maybe make things a little easier. You know, I really like the feel of the gym right now. No, nah, it's good. If, it's, the it's feel good. of the That's gym right say, now and those guys, is kind of sweet spot. And those yeah. guys running together and working together and some sweating of them together. live together yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> some of them are living together and <laughs> they carpool together it's 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 funny as and, and talk about that together. too congratulations to aljamain sterling he just bought a house hey like, congrats again, this, Al is, Joe. This, is a, this is a young kid uh under 30 i'm saying buying a house on long island under 30 at are this you point kidding? doing what you love to do technically tremendous technically retired you know this is his job which yeah. is fun for him to be able to do that is a great thing. That means more to me than anything when, I, when I listen success. to that. He you, was so happy the other day to say, I'm a homeowner. You know, even he didn't believe it. But power to him. I think he's 28 years old. Again, Long Island is not easy to pull that off. 20-something You know, he's got no kidding? help from anybody. You know, a lot of people have that rich uncle that always jumps he in. He puts and, in the time in the gym. Know. He puts in he, – he knows his fight IQ is huge. He knows he, he he's – Diverse like Ayaquinta. He's right. diverse in what he's doing. Even yeah. Al, another young guy owns a house, rents it out. He's got people in there. And it's interesting to listen to those guys talk the other day. He said, you know, we got to get Marab too. And another couple of fights will help him get a house. You know what I mean? So these are guys that are invested in each other. There's no fight. There's no fight each other. Yeah. We got to, you know, somebody's got to set a precedent somewhere and go, you know what, man? The almighty dollar is not winning. That's not my God. I don't pray to money. Let's just move on. And I, yeah, I just think the, the world would be a better that, place. Man. You know what I mean? This is it. And you want to support in every way you can. Yeah, because... I never had a contract with any fighter ever. And uh, the guys do the right thing by me. I'm, I'm happy. And they, they, they're just a great bunch of guys. And that's why we got to keep this machine rolling. <laughs> we got to <laughs> keep it going. You, got Mar- you mentioned Marab. He's got a fight September 15th, UFC fight night. In Russia. Yeah, I Funny. think this guy's so excited to fight in Russia. Are you kidding? Of course he is. You know, we got, yeah, we and got. And plus, the, this fight coming off that last one, he's, I would not want to be his opponent. Yeah, and I, I got to tell you, man, yeah, he's got, we talked after the Hills tonight. He is so grateful to be fighting in Russia. I mean, this is a dream come true for this kid. And, uh, he puts the work in. Oh, we found him? Yeah. All right. Welcome back. <laughs> He's but um, just a great personality, and, you know, even with that last fight, you know, I was like, Marab, are you, you okay with this? Ray, what can I do? There's, it's out of my control. I can only control what I can control. And I was like, wow, this guy, he, like, he where is, is he's only 20-something years old? Where does he get this insight? Like, He you has know? that attitude of gratitude for sure, and it reflects. It's, it's uh, nobody who meets Marab says, oh, you know, what a – what a buzzkill that is. Let me no, tell you I mean, something. Anybody that met Marab and said anything negative, I'd cut them. I'd, I'd, they'd you, be you, out of my life, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, there's yeah. certain guys that you could use as a gauge. Yeah. Like, wow. You as don't soon really... as you can't see anything good in them, oh, yeah, then, then you can't yeah, see I'm going to say you're right. going. You're not yeah. getting too far in that conversation, you know. He's a great kid. And, uh, man, I just wish this guy the best. You know, we were t- I was talking about that with Al tonight. I, by talking to Al tonight, I think Al's booking a ticket to russia that's what he said he's coming <laughs> you know what i mean I, and that's that's not an easy thing you know but um good stuff man good yeah. stuff great people and i love it i love the japanese people that are in there now mizaki Miz, i mean Suzaki, mizuki what a Suzaki, just mizuki you know. she, she i see them training in there with fight shape yeah just Tony Ricci's he's kid. ready to 
they're gonna pop someone's head off, man. Yeah, he's he, got them doing yeah. some nah, nah, awesome he's stuff. He's doing a great man. job with them, and he loves it because they're so appreciative of everything, you know. They, and again, they're in there another. There are certain people who inspire you to help them extra. Nah, that yeah, with the and that gratitude, that sense of gratitude, you want to help them, you want to see them flourish, and they're not bullshitting you. They are nah, nah. genuinely, sincerely happy and appreciative. And nah, he, man, that he, inspires everyone at the gym. No, nah, Suzaki told me, Tay, he just loves it. He wants to hit the mitts every day. Go, Suzaki, you're sparring <laughs> tomorrow. No, boxing, mitts. <laughs> like, Suzaki, you're sparring tomorrow, Suzaki. <laughs> and I just, I love the boxing. I mean, the guy is awesome. I can't, you know, he's... What a another great energy. And he listens. And he listens. He adjusts. That that coachability you've mentioned before, that's tremendous. Yeah. yeah. I, and again, when you're coaching somebody and you feel the appreciation, you want to go the extra yard for them and vice versa. And I think that's what happens even in the fights. Everybody wants to do good for everybody, you know, and that's a big that's a big thing going into a fight. You know, you go into a fight, you're having a you're not happy with your contract. You're not happy with the manager. You're not. Yeah, it's gonna. It's gonna show. It's gonna come out in that fight. Uh, so, I think we have a we have a great camp for that. People really are behind each other, and uh, you know, three guys in the top ten, and I think Suzaki's knocking on the door, and uh, you know, you never know. Him and Marab gets a couple of wins, and they're right in there. I love it, Chris Weidman. Chris Weidman back at it. Chris Luke Martin. Rockhold. Ready. Big stuff. Absolutely ready. Yeah, he's the last of the bunch going, but he's already he's already on the uh on his on his uh target for what he's doing. He he, he he's wanted this for a while. Yeah, he's, it's all look, it's always good to get redemption, you know. And they say a lot of times when they analyze great fighters in boxing, they one of the the uh prerequisites is a guy that lost and came back to beat the guy that beat him. They, they always use that as a big thing. Uh, I think Sugar Ray Leonard, when he beat Duran, I mean, that's not an easy thing to do. To come, you <laughs> no. know what I mean? To come back and beat that guy. Sugar Ray Robinson did it. You know, So a lot of the great fight is to come back and beat somebody that beat you, That that's easy. That's why I said even when Silver fought Weidman again, that would have been a big deal if he could have beat Weidman, but he couldn't. And, you know, we'll see. That's a big, this is a great test for Chris. Well, it changed the trajectory of his, the rest of his, his career. career. Yeah, without a doubt. And this is going to be a big deal for Chris, man, because not only, it won't only be a win, it'll be redemption. And again, he took a, you know, that was a tough fight for him to swallow. So this is big and he gets it done. You're going to see a different, you know, even a change in his attitude. I think it'd be a huge boost. Tremendous. For Tremendous. Mindsets, everything. Folks, you're listening to MMA and Beyond. Make sure you check out MMAandBeyond.com. Feel free to send us a message. If you have a question, if you have a comment, let us know at MMAandBeyond.com. You could also reach us directly in our social media. You have Ray Longo, which is Ray Longo MMA. That's on Instagram and Twitter. And, of course, I'm Steve Maraboli, one word. You could also hear Ray on the Anik and Florian podcast. He does the Ray Longo Minute Always entertaining and always great. And you should definitely check out that podcast as well. That's the Anik and Florian podcast. Ray, we give advice that helps people, buddy. Matthew Yang, he updates us. He says, hey, guys, I wrote in a few shows ago about my son having issues with bullying. I wanted to thank you for your advice. I got him in with our local MMA gym, and he's loving it. I see new confidence in him every day. Thanks again, and keep the show going. What? How does that make you feel? Buddy, How does that make you feel? How great is that? Uh, that's 
We're giving some advice, buddy. We're giving some free advice. And I got to tell you, like, again, not to you know, uh, beat it down with a stick, but bullying sucks, man. And, you know, some of these guys don't realize, you know, you do the wrong thing to a kid. He has to carry that shit with him for the rest of his life. It's just not cool. It really isn't. So, Matthew, I'm glad you did the right thing, and I'm hoping your son loves it. You know what? It'll. It, I promise you it's going to work out because win, lose, or draw – it won't be bullying. You might lose a fight, but you're not going to get bullied. You're and that, that's a bullied. big deal. You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I think that's the one thing that, you know, even the parents of some of these bullies should understand. You, you can't do that to people, man. It's not right, you know? Yeah, I mean, well, Dr. Sherry, you know, the, the bully usually comes from a, it doesn't come from a great usual family or family dynamic. And also, uh, side note, just taking your kid, your kid comes to you, says that he's being bullied or you see that he's being bullied and you take him to this MMA gym like you did and you see confidence in, in him every day. And I think that's wonderful. Don't ever stop. But also know that your kid learns something about you. The connection between you and your child when he's great, when great you point. saw that he needed help and you went and got him help. That is a tremendous connection that that he does. He may not even know he's feeling but you did a great thing in solidifying not only his self-confidence, but your role in his life, and I think that's tremendous. So shout out to you. Thank you so much. We're going to continue on. Again, MMAandBeyond.com if you want to uh, send your questions or comments. This one comes from Ace. Ace says, subject is too late. He says, hey, guys, I have a solution to the low ratings. How about not make them at 1 a.m. in the morning? <laughs> Why are they so late at night? Uh, how about they start a few hours earlier? Pass this on to Dana White for me. I think I just saved the USC. Ace, man, that's a great point. If you're on our side of the country, um, <laughs> it's, it's you know, don't forget where Dana White lives, where the UFC is headquartered, and where a lot of the fights take place. It's not 1 a.m., man. It, it, it's, it starts at 10, 10 p.m. for us, but it's only 7 p.m. for them. So, uh, yes, we get stuck with it. Not as bad as they do in Britain when they're watching it because they're literally the next morning. They're watching it having breakfast. And I'll go, of course, the further you move uh, out is, is, is the Saturday fights happen Sunday night. Like, it's, 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 we, this is a big world, brother. I completely understand what you're saying. I don't know that that's the fix. Um, but I, I personally love when they're in some weird country and the fights are on at, like, noon. I love that. Well, it's always a good change of yeah. pace. I, I wish it was as easy as what Ace is saying. Yeah, it's that just would be, not. That would be a nice, quick fix. But that, those ratings sometimes are coming at 9 o'clock at night during the prelims, and that it's just not looking And good. there's other things with the ratings. There's saturation. There's, there's a lot of stuff. Interesting about the ratings. And thanks so much, by the way, Ace. Interesting thing about the, the, the ratings. We've talked about the entertainment model, and we've talked about the silly fights, the CM Punks. You've heard me call out CM Punk uh, on this show. Uh, so, Ray, these two YouTubers have a fight. These two YouTuber, YouTubers, KSI and Logan Paul, they have a fight um, that they, they announce and they're going to do on YouTube. You're watching it on the screen now. Over 800,000 paid pay-per-view to watch this. Just really popular YouTubers. I'll tell you what, they don't, they don't look bad right no, now. They don't look horrible. They don't look bad. So Logan Paul, the guy in the black trunks, 
He uh, he's the YouTuber that has he has like 20 million or something ridiculous followers on YouTube. He was the one that kind of got in trouble for videotaping someone who had recently committed suicide in the Japanese suicide forest. Mm -hmm. um, so he got in trouble for that. But they 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 sold this. It's just them two. They sold this. They did a whole big media tour. They're both big YouTube fans, which is huge for th with the young bucks in this world. And uh, and yeah, buddy. Over 800,000. So crazy. what happens next, of course, the guy the, the guy in the black shorts who, who won this fight, he says, um, I would love to fight someone in the UFC. Well, why wouldn't he? <laughs> I would love to fight someone in the UFC. Yeah, cha-ching. And who's the first one in the UFC to raise his hand? And totally catching shit for it. Sage Northcutt. <laughs> <laughs> Sage Northcutt says, I'll fight you. And so... Yes, and, and, and would it absolutely do great? Of course it would do great because here this Logan Paul guy would bring his 20 million followers and they would, they would watch this. This is 800,000 paid. They said millions watched I'm, on I'm streaming and stuff. I'll tell you one thing. I'm, I'm digging the entrepreneurship of this whole thing, though. That's pretty cool. So Sage, yeah. Sage says, I'll fight you. And, of course, the other fighters who still fight this entertainment model. And it's it's tough because they want it to be fighters fighting. And, and Steph, who was it that, that gave Sage the most? Uh, who said, uh, I can't believe you're considering this? Uh, Darren Till. Darren Till, you know, saying, hey, I can't believe you're, you're, you're mocking our whole sport by even, by even acknowledging this guy could, that he could get into the octagon. Uh, yeah, but, but – well, he didn't say it like that well, for think, sure. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm saying I've never seen this before. He's got skills. He's well, he, not, I, I guess his his he had a background in, in high school like wrestling, so he's not he's got some athletic background. But they I mean, trained for like a long time. No, for his, this. his boxing is definitely not bad. I'm saying he beat Sage Northcutt in the boxing match for sure. You heard it here. <laughs> you heard it no, here. No, no, no. He's Ray Long. I don't think this guy's that bad. Says you Logan know? Paul. Look at that shot. Beat Sage Northcutt in the boxing. And so. Well, how does that work? Oh, look at this. Oh, boy. Do they allow them to do that? Or? I'm not sure, Dr. Sherry, if he would be allowed in there, if he would have to get into. How did CM Punk do it? Like, they'd had to sign a contract. You get into the testing pool. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's fascinating that the fighters go yeah. so crazy about it. It's clearly. The, if, if the UFC could get away with putting him against Sage Northcutt, Without why would they not? Yeah. Th this guy just put 800,000 paid pay per views. Yeah. Why would they not uh, do that? I know it would upset most uh, of the fighters, two, but a couple of things. Where did this take place, and what would they charge for this? They charged. They charged ten dollars. Oh wow! And and it took place. Uh, uh, I want to say in the UK. Oh wow! Oh wow! Oh, low, is he English? This guy? No. Uh, the the guy in the black shorts is uh, is from the U.S. And it looked like the other guy has has a British flag on his shorts. Wow. Yeah, Manchester Arena, which they sold out. 21,000 people in attendance sold out for I, two I, YouTubers listen, there's something to be who learned don't from proclaim this. themselves there is as something athletes. To be learned from this. That's what I'm saying. Huge. Social media it's is huge. tremendous. That's why I it's thought I had a chance at CM Punk because I have a social media following. And you know it would have crazy? Been, I feel like he's already forgotten about it. Oh, no, he's done. Right? Yeah. After this last one, he's done. I'm, 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 I'm I'm out of the loop a little bit. After I this last one, Dana White said he shouldn't. Yeah. yeah he shouldn't that, that's it. <laughs> Thank you. I mean, <laughs> but I'm, look, I'm just saying, look, I'm not. 
That overhand look, right was not bad. This is not. Listen, does that look like CM Punk against the other no. guy? No. No, this is definitely two guys that know what they're doing. I don't care. There's no question about they it. They trained for this. I watched the way he's looking for his counters. Yeah. There's no question about it. That, what, that, that right counter, there. What is that? Look at that. He got out of the way. Yeah. Out of the way. No, this guy's yeah. good. This guy is not bad at all. So what weight is this? Do we know? Uh, what do they look like to you? They look like one. I I'd tell you, after watching this, Steve, I'll buy the next one. <laughs> I'm actually liking this. Yeah, this is. Uh, and I think this is a great example of matching up two guys that are competitive with each other. You know what I yeah. mean? So and 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 out of out of the for me, it's most impressive that neither of them have done anything athletic as far as on YouTube before. They were just yeah, two independent crazy. huge stars. And said, well, "Hey, we're is, gonna fight each other." Crazy, they kind of did yeah. like their own celebrity fight. I'm telling you, I, I do admire the way they did this. I really do. You and I were talking about what Dave Meltzer was talking about with the challenge to Vince McMahon. There's a group that's kind of done the same thing. Uh, Dave had a friend, um, and he, you know, kind of joked. They said they were gonna put together a show, and uh, they were gonna sell ten thousand tickets. And Meltzer said. I'm not sure that you're going to be able to do that. And they ended up selling 10500 the first time they put together an <laughs> event. And I think uh, McMahon has not been able to sell out uh, MSG. And they just were able to do that. They sold out in 29 minutes. Wow. Social media. Something, something there, there Something man. there. And I think it could be like a counterculture thing. They're going against the man. That's what I think that's the message. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to support this because... These guys are doing it themselves, and the man's not getting any money. You know what I mean? Like, well, I don't know. That's a, that's really interesting, even that story that you're saying. Mm -hmm. Doc is crazy, and this is really— But also the, the, the idea of, of sport, and you understand the idea of sport where this one should—number one should play number two, and you should work your way up the rankings. Yes, but we have to remember that in order to get the younger audience, which they're having trouble doing, this is a younger audience that you can't— Buddy, we're not, we're on a podcast right now. We're yeah. not going to the radio station. Right, right. We're not right. doing this, and we're not saying, "Hey, you have to listen to this Sunday nights at nine p.m." We're uploading it. You listen to it when you have time to listen to it. Right. This is the whole generation that does that. What show do you what? What when do you are you home at eight p.m. so you can watch Channel Seven on this show? Absolutely, so that doesn't never. happen anymore. We grew up that way, but it doesn't happen anymore. So. That same mindset, remember, how you do anything is how you do everything. That same mindset is going to apply to your fights. So what, what the audience is telling you from slumping ratings, and you see the spikes in the ratings depending on the fight, is that the audience that's subconsciously trying to tell you, we don't necessarily want to see the fights that are merited. We want to see the fights that we want to see. Yeah. And that's what we want. Yeah, and that's what we're going to pay for. Not the fights that should be good or not the fights that somebody worked hard for. No, we want to see the fights we want to see. And that's unfortunate in a sport model. Yeah. <laughs> but but in, in, in this is what is happening. Uh, and I'm the fight we're you. looking at right now, which is incredible production. I hadn't seen this either. I'd read about it. No, this is really... This it's is incredible production. Yeah. It looks like it could be Showtime, HBO, uh, or anything else. over the headgear because they look really freaking good, these guys. Yeah. It, it's because it, this is probably the only time they've ever done this. I, I just There's no look commission like that, that would yeah. let them do without a headgear, right? I mean, I mean this look, is an amateur they, fight, they I would say. Good, I would they just, so. But, Ray, these guys with that kind of money, 
they probably got to train with some uh, of the best dude, people that in the world. It takes a long time yeah? to get to that level, a hundred percent. Look, I'm saying what I like about this. I mean, just for example, you take Chris. Did you see how much they weighed in? One eighty-eight. One eighty-eight. Wow. Wow. Let me in there. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> You'd have to gain some weight. Yeah, I have to gain. Yeah. 10 no, let pounds. me tell you something. Though. We see like this. This is interesting. This is really interesting, and I think this model should really be studied because it's going to open up the gates for a lot of people. Let me just if say if Aya Quinter and Gaethje weren't with the UFC like tomorrow they just lost their contracts. They go on a self tour and they get together and say, "Listen, let's build this thing up." They're doing eight hundred thousand. They're going to do it. Easy. You're going to cut the price course. down. You're not going to charge seventy dollars. And course see, this they is are. where I think this is going to open up the doors to a lot of people, man. Because I I think that's are. the message I'm seeing is that. Well, you see what the WWE did too. They had the same issue where they weren't selling pay per views because it was seventy dollars a pop every month. Right, and then they switch to their own streaming <coughs> service for ten dollars a month. So now the would-be seventy-dollar a month pay-per-views you're getting for ten bucks a month. Yeah. Right, right. Because nobody's paying that much for for. Well, it's just it's well, just too it's just too much and too many too and. Much, but not yeah. only that, the younger generation does doesn't watch <coughs> television. Well, they, that's what I was saying with yeah. this. Over eight hundred thousand paid that ten dollars, and they had. Uh, a further <coughs> 1.2 million viewers watching via pirated streams. Right, right. So the younger 1.2 million um, watched it pirated, but 800,000 still paid. You're talking 2 million people. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. That's crazy. I'm telling you, I'm watching crazy. fights of, of non fighters. You know what's even right. crazier is the first time I'm hearing about this. <laughs> <Watching>. <laughs> well, I, listen, in the gym, it's very taboo. Amongst fighters, listen, there are some fighters that have put their whole life into this, grinding, grueling, running hills with Ray Longo, you know, those type of fights and grueling, grueling, shitty, shitty, shitty trainings, and and they're not getting a fraction of this audience or a fraction of this money to to 800,000. Do we know what these guys took? took out of this any oh, Chris? between this and yeah. advertising and sponsors and everything else millions i'm gonna go with crazy. over 50 million I'm each wow. i'm going with over That's 50 nuts. million each i mean i could be way off but i'm going with something like that oh, it's on YouTube for free, man. Do, is there any and way you many, can find how, out like how, how much many they views made? does it have for free um i'll check that and how many rounds was this fight because that's the other thing. An amateur fight, I don't think can go more than three rounds. And this already looks like it's... No, it's longer than that. It doesn't look like the the numbers are out yet. Because it was just this past weekend. But it, I listened to uh, Michael Bisping's uh, podcast yeah. also. And uh, the, the his co-host, comedian Louis J. Gomez, he just uh, fought another comedian. And they had uh, on this uh, Ellis, Ellis Mania where they have comedians fight each other and they do like is this whole... Is that who fought Jason Ellis? No, he didn't oh. fight Jason Ellis. But Jason Ellis is fighting like a former UFC guy. Like wow. it's it's So he does this occasionally. And actually, uh, Josh Wolf, another comedian who does a podcast with Freddie Prinze Jr., he's thinking of doing it. Wow. He's thinking of doing it. I mean, this is just great exposure. It's a great opportunity to train for several months and then just go fight someone. Have your similar to that thing that you're that you're doing at the gym. 
Uh, shout out to Law MMA, who's having the, let me find out what that was called again, the Wimp, the Wimp to Warriors program, which is a growing grassroots MMA program originally from Australia and now teamed up with many gyms in the U.S., including Law MMA. The Wimp to Warrior program puts participants, regardless of experience in martial arts or fitness level, on a 22-week training schedule, which culminates in them competing in an amateur MMA fight Right, similar to that, but with a lot more exposure. I'm starting to think we should get pay-per-view for that Buddy. at this point. Don't I gotta, think, we gotta get don't wheels think I'm turning. not thinking about I that. I tell you, I gotta up my game <laughs> with this promotion <laughs> crap. It, it, it's it's tremendous, but uh, but yeah, I just think that for for fighters who are still talking about the entertainment model and just knowing Sage Northcutt, who was always catching grief from the beginning, saying, "Oh, he's just he's just there because he's gonna bring in numbers," and yeah, yes. Mm-hmm. That is, that's what a business, that's like saying, oh, you're just doing this in your store because you want customers. Yes. And I, and I thought, and <laughs> yes, I, look, that's I, how I, I that thought works. Stage, Sage looked good in his last fight. I was he looked great. To, look, he's a sweet kid. He looked really good, and he's going to... Uh, but I, but think of that logic. Like, when, when fighters are saying, oh, come on, you just want this to, to put numbers. Yes, you're in a sport, correct. Your sport is in a business. The UFC is a business. It isn't the sport. Right. It is the business that contains the sport yeah, they, they, look, so they, that you they, can They're never going to understand. Let me give you a good example. So, you know, me and Lou Neglia promote Ring of Combat, right? We promote a lot of fights, but I think right. Lou's, you know, and has delivered how whatever. many fighters to the UFC. Exactly. But Tremendous you know what it is? So we do a ticket deal with the fighters. So the more tickets you sell, the more you make. Now... Right. Some people think that's good. Some people think it's not good. But what, this is how this thing evolved, so I'll let you know. We would get a guy, well, I could sell 200 tickets. Really? Two, guess how many the guy would sell? I'm not even joking around. Guess how many he would sell? 14. Six. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is going, so there's guys, and obviously, now that you're in this field, yeah. you see the nuts in the gym oh, that think it. something, they're just delusional. So... Well, if you could sell 200, then I wouldn't even pay you. I'll give you 40% of what you could sell. You'll make more money. You see, that's how that thing started because they don't understand. If you can't sell tickets or nobody wants to see you fight, there's no fucking show. Right. There's no show. Where are the people coming from? You know right. what I mean? So when you sell tickets, and that's like even Conor McGregor, you should be rewarded for it, period. That's it. And if you can't, find a way that you can you know what I mean? Be an exciting fighter, talk shit, whatever you have to do. But unfortunately, if nobody comes to the event, there is no event. And I don't think people get that. I really don't. You got to be able to put asses in the seats. And I, I'm telling you, I've dealt with it where people, I could do this, I could do that. I'm going to say one in 20 comes through close to what they could do. Everybody else is like, this is not good. And unfortunately, what happens is sometimes you get a mediocre fighter who can sell tickets. Right. You know what I mean? And that's the other thing. So you put them on the show because you need that money. And, and you get those that are that are good enough to be there, but maybe not good enough to go to that next level. In the beginning, I, I don't know, I'm sure she's refining and improving her abilities now, but the Paige Van Zants of the world who 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 wasn't spectacular to start with, but sure put asses in the seats. And they were talking about her in the media, which puts asses in the seats, and that's exactly what you want. Update on my fifty million, I was way off, but still not bad. Mm-hmm. That each fighter made about eleven million dollars. Incredible. And five point two million free streams. Wow. Okay, so, wow. So, 
So this is advertising. This keeps going. 5.2 million free streams this means they're making um, about 50, is that 50,000 in, in YouTube money? So also, so, so that's about 50,000 in YouTube money per month. Like that's not, yeah, it's, they're, they're not, but they're no, doing better no than just that. about any UFC fighter. There's no way of stopping those illegal streams. And, and no, I, mean, I don't know anything about. <laughs> no, I mean, because a, the way that they do they do it this is pirated via Twitch, um, is that it happens to be on like your on your screen. So it's like you paid for it, but there's a thousand people watching you watch it. Oh wow! Oh, is that how it's happening? so? I think that's yeah, how I that's get, happening. I, I get so that. it's that some. Makes more sense. It's some. It's like you know how you'd have some people go saying, to five, Periscope on Twitter. Oh, that's different. and they were just Periscope. Say, is it. there five million people in the world to hack into this? I'm, I'm feeling stupid. Buddy, I'm stupid. I can't. By the second, like there's five million people that could hack into that stream. I can't. I can't get to my email. I, I have trouble buying yeah, it yeah, legitimately. Right. I yeah, don't know right. if I bought it yet. Am I double buying to, it? I know the what, blue what channel. I think blue for buy. Oh, damn it, I ordered it in Spanish. Yeah. Like God damn. Yeah. Like I'm. I have enough trouble with that. I didn't get the HD. Yeah. Who doesn't have HD? I found a fucking way yeah. to not get the HD. <laughs> Speaking of putting asses in the seats, Nick Diaz cleared of domestic violence charges, yes. dis dismissed on false accusations. The judge says. We have a lot of true victims out there. Uh, can put this behind him. I'm glad that he can put this behind him. He puts asses in the seats. I would love to see Nick Diaz back in there. Hey, look, one of the nicest guys in MMA to me. He's a breath of fresh air, always shoots from the hip. I, I think the guy's a great guy. I never doubted that that, that shit was real with him. I, I think he's a for real dude, and uh, that kind of sucks, man. I'm glad he got off. Uh, and I think we were talking about that. There should be like a counterclaim. There should be. There a, should be a know, defamation or a frivolous, you know, with because a, you know, always accusations are man, the, on the first that? page of the news, and then when you're cleared of it, it's the, on page the, thirty. The so you're never the, really right. Yeah, the yeah. problem with this is the damage is already done. Mm -hmm. You know, whether he was innocent or guilty, he was accused of something. He's got to walk around with that shit, and you know, I think she should have to pay the price for that. Yeah, I'm, uh, hopefully there's some sort of system like that. Or at least that that he gets vindicated and he's able to tell his story. Um, speaking of vindication, telling stories, John Jones looking to come back soon. I I think that that's still why that you don't have a main event for that uh, for that card because I think they're still trying to get John Jones in there. Um, he says he's willing to follow Daniel Cormier to heavyweight and take that title too. Um, and so interesting to see how that how that would go if that was. Oh, Allowed to happen. Uh, one championship. One championship. We're talking about competitive competitive organizations. One championship sees a dramatic spike in viewership. The average audience for a show grew from less than 1 million in 2015 to 11 million in 2018. Well, that's, tell you, that's, that's more than the NBA. That's, that's impressive. Crazy. And they're paying some decent money to the fighters. So that's impressive. Wow. But getting back to the John Jones thing, too, I think that's the only acceptable third match they could have. They can't do it at the same weight. I wouldn't like that. But to make a different weight, because, you know, you can make the case that D.C., because of Cain Velasquez, went down to 205 because he's loyal to Cain. And, again, you got to admire that type of shit. Didn't come down to money. You know, I can make more money up here than I – I think he did the right thing, and I think this would make sense at heavyweight. That's the only way it does make sense because I think that's uh, DC's natural weight, 
and uh, that would be. I, I would. I would like the third fight like that. I wouldn't want to see a third fight at 205, but at a heavier weight, I think that's the narrative they go with. They build it around that, and I think they got to fight. Do, what happens with? Does he get checked extra now when he comes back? Is there is there a difference, uh, Doctor Sherry, in, in in levels at which you check people, or or not you specifically, but which they are are checked? Uh, well, USADA will definitely attempt to be on top of that. Um, they may or may not spot check him more. Yeah, and the commissions may decide to to spot check him as well, depending where they're fighting. Oh wow! So. So it turns out that 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 could be a fight. That could be something. I mean, that's something that a lot of people will be interested in seeing. Yeah, I'm telling you, I think that's the only way it makes sense is at heavyweight, because like again, I think DC left that division because you know he was the champ at uh, heavyweight champ in Strike Force, I believe, and then when he came over here because of Kane, he went down to 205. Awesome. So that that they could at least build up like this is the guy's natural weight, you know. Weight class, and I would I would like to see a, a match like that. And imagine so he he wins, he, he, DC could win that, and then he'd, <laughs> I think well, he'd be he that would, would be it. He would be at his zen. And if he lost, I don't know that he ever sleeps. He sleeps right again. I don't know that he ever. That's something that he'll. I don't think he'll ever be able to get past. That that'll be like that. Uh, did you ever see that grudge match, uh, movie with uh, 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 De Niro, De Niro and Stallone? Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Would be like that. Be talking about that grudge match. Speaking of grudge matches, before we get going, the highly anticipated uh, Liddell Ortiz number three. <laughs> but uh, interesting to note that uh, this is going to be Oscar De La Hoya's. Golden yeah, okay, Boy Promotions go, go first rule, MMA rule number one for this fight. They get a hold of Logan Paul, and they find out <laughs> how the hell he did it with you. And they follow right. the same recipe. Whatever he did, they better hope to do. Yeah, that's the first thing, you know. But uh, man, I'm not feeling that at all. I'm just, I don't know. I'm interested to see that De La Hoya is going into MMA, and I, I see that he's he probably taking the route of of entertainment. Well, and, he's coming uh, out of the gate real strong with this fight, <laughs> let me tell you. He'll be back to boxing in no time. Well, we'll see what other fights he has on there. Um, uh, I, I've read a couple of rumors that perhaps uh, a recently retired Vitor Belfort uh, could be on that card. Really good. Uh, I heard Steve Jenham against Keith Hackney is going to be the uh, <laughs> co-main event. I, I want to say that, that the rumor I read was Belfort versus uh, Long Island's own Phil Baroni. Oh, I, 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 I want to say that. that I read that as a rumor. Um, well, and Belfort's again. always been pushing for a seniors division. He's yes. been pushing for that for a while now. So, Like Jiu-Jitsu has. Yeah, he wants to do that. Jiu-Jitsu you know? goes Masters 1, Masters 2, Masters 3. So I think that um, uh, Brazilian black belt w would appreciate that system. And, of course, he would benefit from it. Especially if there's no testing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there it is. Wow. Exclusive. Phil Baroni wants to fight TRT-fueled Vitor Belfort. And, and what, what uh, website is that, Chris? BJPenn.com. BJPenn.com. So I must have read it there. Uh, that would be interesting to see. Very interesting. Long Island's own. Long Island's own. Yeah. 
And uh, another rumor that's out there, uh, perhaps a McGregor-Mayweather fight uh, uh, again via ESPN. I don't know. I don't know if that's going to – we'll see. McGregor's got a really, really tough challenge ahead of him. <laughs> uh, and, and, of course, there, he's being featured. UFC's rolling out a new original Fight Pass series this weekend, and Conor McGregor will be the first fighter featured. The series is called UFC Profiles in Combat, and it'll debut uh, September 1st exclusively on Fight Pass. Um, and it'll break down the success stories of some of the promotion's most popular fighters. So you see, you see them trying to again to to, to build a narrative. They're building it on ES uh, on uh, I'm sorry on uh, Fight Pass. So they're building it to people who already literally bought into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if that's the, the the best angle, but I think if they can get some of these on 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 to ESPN or some of those ESPN platforms, ESPN one, two, three, four, five, however many there are. If they can get in that and ESPN, if ESPN had some good people uh, there paying attention, do an ESPN combat channel where it's all fighting, kind of like FS1 did with when they had the UFC strong. Every ch- every chance you got, UFC reloaded, UFC this this fight, greatest knockouts, all that stuff. ESPN should have a combat channel. You could do all that. You have all of the UFC's fight pass. Stuff. There are some great fights in there, great series in there. It's a great opportunity for Dana White to get his Looking for a Fight series on mm-hmm. TV. Take over USP- ESPN. Use yeah, well, that. It's going to be interesting to see how much ESPN really embraces this deal. It's The more they do, the more it benefits them. The UFC, I, I, I think Dana White said, I think Dana White said the UFC is now worth, the brand itself is worth $7 billion. And so it being worth that much as a, as a brand wouldn't cost ESPN any more to promote it more and become synonymous with this brand. ESPN can attach itself to this brand, and that's that's what uh, they should do. It'll cost them nothing to do it, and it will be a, a, a great way to embrace all of those combat people and all the advertisers that you can bring to that combat channel. I think whoever's listening at ESPN, if anyone's listening, definitely should go in that direction. We're going to go a couple more feedbacks before we close the show. Feedbacks at MMAandBeyond.com, or you can reach out to us directly, Ray Longo MMA, or I'm Steve Maraboli, and you can check out MMA and Beyond on Instagram uh, as well. Uh, this one's not in, in our – this is just in general. Jani, she writes, uh, with all the negative headlines dominating the news lately – it can be difficult to spot signs of progress. What makes you optimistic about the future? Dr. Sherry, I'm going to start with you to find out what you, even though the headlines are negative, find out from you what you think you are optimistic about the future. The future. <laughs> yeah, the real future. Um, I think that, you know, Every day you see good people doing good things. Um, There is a lot of positive energy, a lot of uh, new developments coming up uh, in science fields, in technology. Um, There's excessive creativity, and I don't think that's going to change. So we talk, this is in general? This is just in general. This Jenny's looking out. This is not even MMA related. No. Uh, Jenny, we're, we're doomed. <laughs> that's, that's what I got to say. There's no positive. First, we're going to have to get somebody in the White House that does not have Twitter. That's the first thing. So what makes me optimistic about the future? 
absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> but I am optimistic about my own future, but not just the future of the country. That, you know, and that's a great, that's a great point of how I would answer this, Johnny. I would turn off the TV. I would turn off the headlines are always going to be negative because that's what sells. You know, it's if it bleeds, it leads, as they say in the newsrooms. So you're never going to see a lot of positive stuff. That's why you don't see positive news channels, because nobody likes that. We hate we love watching the train wrecks. So turn off your TV and watch how bright your day becomes. Never mind the future. Your day becomes use social media to share, to learn, to inspire. If you if you use it to compare your life to the people who are bullshitting you on there, you're going to be miserable. Just uh, you're listening to unsuccessful people tell you how to be successful. Angry people tell you how to be patient. People who are photoshopping how to be attractive. Just save save yourself all that nonsense. And do as Ray Longo so brilliantly just said, <laughs> pay attention to your own shit and just your future, make it bright. Find the people in your life exactly. who are poison, get rid of them. Was it Voltaire that said, just tend to your own garden? That's tend to you your own do. garden. That's it. And that's that's what it. I think that's what you have to do, really. Just find your own niche in this world. Do something good. You'll feel good. Do good. Feel good. And that's it. What makes me optimistic about the future, every day I get up and I can get out of bed and I'm healthy, I'm as optimistic as I could ever be. Well, and, and there's, there's a realism to that. There's a realism. We were talking about it like we, we, we kind of did the, the On It talk and shout out to On It. Check out onit.com slash MMA Beyond. But when I started the On It talk, we were laughing and said, hey, listen, they sent me the tools, but now I got to go do this. Like oh, I yeah, have to put this now. to work. And there's a realism to what you say because yeah. because you don't wake up and say, hey, everything's just going to work itself out. No, I have to work this sh yeah. shit out. I have to do this. The people at the gym have to do this. The people at my jobs have to do this. And that's the way that works. Dr. Well, Sherry, you see that with your with your clients, with your patients. You see that they have to put into practice what you're uh, suggesting that they do. Yeah. Listen, and you have you to said, do it. You said it. Too. Look, listen to what all the negative headlines dominating the news lately. Just put the paper away, turn off the TV. They, they say that. You have to take like a two-week break. Just, it will mentally break you down. It'll mentally break you down watching a buffoon on Instagram do something that you know is just total bullshit. Just get away from it. Get away. Negative people, get them out of your life. Be around positive people, and you won't see those negative headlines. But if you talk to people every day, and everything is just negative and... You get the fuck out of there. Run for your I, life. Run for your life. I mean, it's just, it's not going to do, it's not going to do you any good. And, the same and don't look to anybody news. else to, to take that first step. You take that first step. You take an action which is positive for yourself and, and influence somebody else positively in a day. And if that has a chain reaction, it's kind of like Raja's rice. It's exponentially grows. That, and that's exactly right. And think about even what you asked, Jenny. Uh, with all the negative headlines dominating the news lately, look at the weight you gave the news. Exactly. How how could my future be good with negative headlines on here? Turn it off. That's how I feel about people on on social media. They comment, they fight, they argue. You you do not have that power over me. If turning off my Wi-Fi makes you disappear, right. like, like, and that'll be the first sign yeah. you could spot of progress is you turning off the news. That's the first yeah. spot Turn you could that spot off. that sign. What's yeah. happening in your own life? Take your power back. 
if you're saying that same shit, different day thing, that zombie speak, man, don't get in caught into it, that. It'll That's drag not you true. down. I it'll mean, drag you down, and and just don't allow yourself to have that. Awaken your day. Take take movements towards your goals. Your momentum creates the doors upon which opportunity knocks. So yeah. and the make other thing sure is, you no do matter that. how yeah, sorry about that. No, too, ahead, no matter how negative the news is. It really doesn't affect you that way. I think there's still so much room to grow, and this country will allow you to achieve the American dream. So block it out, and like you said, just set your goals and just go for it. Be happy. We were just talking about entrepreneurship. Yeah. You know, and these those guys, guys they don't they see the world as that bad. They're not looking they just at it that way. Eleven million. Eleven million dollars. Yeah. Eleven million dollars. Incredible. That's that's, that's like. If you made eleven million in a in a year, that's over a hundred and ninety thousand a week, for a year. And mm -hmm. they made it in a thirty minute fight. Fight. So that happens, and that wasn't the same shit. Hey, different my wheels day. are turning right Body. now. Body. I gotta say, my wheels are turning. Let's do something. Let's, uh, my let's, wheels are turning. Wimp to warrior. Let's put. Let's. I we can do guy this. We have gonna numbers. Fight the guy at Doctor the Seven uh, Eleven. <laughs> we can build that fight up. <laughs> we have numbers, man. We got it. We have. We have something. We gotta put something to. We can entertain while at the same time creating a, a, a great environment for people to grow, thrive, and and learn our stuff. But folks, I want you to check out on it our sponsors on it.com/slash MMA Beyond. Check out promo code MMA Beyond. Ray Longo and I will be not only wearing the shirts they're sending us, but using the products they send us. We'll keep you posted. Thank you so much. Make sure you give us a five-star rating on iTunes. It really helps other people find our podcast. You hear how I listen to different podcasts? I find them because I started with Rogan and said, hey, if you like Rogan, maybe you'll like uh, Michael Bisming's podcast. Hey, if you like this podcast, maybe you'll like The Prince and the Wolf. And these are how I find these podcasts. Some podcasts I listen to, and I don't love them, so I really don't listen to them much. But then suddenly one pops up, hey, you might like UFC Unfiltered with, with Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Love that podcast. So if you give us a five-star rating, that's how other people find us just the way, the same way you find other podcasts. So thank you so much, everybody. This is MMA and Beyond. We'll catch you next time.